Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, Daniel, we got a great one today. This is We're going real practical, uh, which I think is fun and, and needed. And so this is um, Courtney asking about grocery budgeting. This one hurts. Grocery budgeting from Courtney. What do you got? DIY. Hi, guys. My name is Courtney. I'm from Oswego, New York. And recently I have just started my budget so that I can start working on paying off my student loans. Recently, you said that you like to talk about financial uh, psychology. So my question is, how do you guys set up your grocery budget and how do you shop for groceries to get the best bang for your buck? I love shopping sales and using coupons, but I also know that sometimes I get sucked into um, buying things that I don't need because they're on sale and I think that they're a good price. Uh, thanks for any advice you give and have a great day. Oh, Daniel, we're not gonna have much. Uh, we're not gonna have much goodness on this one, are we? It's gonna be like we feel your pain. <laughs> well, what do you got for Courtney? Well, first of all, wait, Oswego. Now, let me put some things into context because I'm assuming this is the Oswego outside of Syracuse. Courtney, I grew up outside of Rochester. Oswego, New York, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oswego, New York. And, uh, you know, we have the luxury of basically parking in the parking lot and walking into the grocery store at any moment. And in Oswego, in about two weeks, maybe it's already started, there's going to be like 475 feet of snow. So she's going to the grocery store minimally minimally and angrily and angrily yes so it's a little different stock up on the rations of condensed milk and (laughs) whatever else you i don't know new yorkers there's a little bit of psychology for you there you go all right well what do you got for courtney that doesn't help me at all i know um yeah this is tough this uh you know there's been a lot of uh research and psychology and dollars spent by the grocery store and retail industry to get you uh, to spend and feel like you're getting a deal on crap that you don't necessarily want in the first place. So, uh, and don't feel bad because we've all been there. I still fall forward all the time. Uh, one of the things, and it, it doesn't, uh, so this is straying maybe outside of the grocery land, uh, but when it comes to retail stuff, uh, stopping breathing and coming back in 48 hours is a good way to avoid um a non-essential purchase if it's something that you didn't have planned. Now, you can apply this to the grocery store, but like Quinn said, you know, if you're venturing out in four feet of snow and parking and, you know, risking hypothermia to get into the grocery store, et cetera, you've got your list and, you know, suddenly one of your favorite items is on sale and you want to buy it, but it wasn't on the list, you know, that's a values decision you have to make. What we do from a grocery perspective in our family is... uh so I think I've talked about it before, but um, I sort of manage our main checking account. That account is what we use to contribute to savings accounts, pay for some of our recurring utilities and bills and so forth. And uh, the wife, Ashley, manages uh, our grocery and sort of miscellaneous spending account. Um, 
we have two kids, one's three, one's one. Uh, and so the miscellaneous spending account is consistently being used throughout the week for miscellaneous kid stuff that I don't even know what it is we buy. Um, but we basically use the cash envelope system, but essentially she manages that cash envelope, the grocery and other stuff. And so uh, every paycheck, a certain portion direct deposits into that account. And then she budgets that. And then when it's gone, it's gone. Uh, we try not to buy any groceries anymore. Uh, now, if for some reason we had, you know, some massive expense, uh, then we got to pull it out of somewhere else in our budget and put it into that account um, to make up for it. But generally speaking, uh, she does a phenomenal job of managing that uh, paycheck to paycheck and ensuring that we only spend what we budget on our groceries. And that's one way to do, to set yourself a very uh, very physical limit, whether that's a cash envelope or a certain account or something, and you spend on that. Now, when it comes to grocery stores, uh, you know, using coupons, getting sales, et cetera, are fine. Uh, I know that she looks at our, we have Kroger here, Kroger, Meyer, Walmart. I think that's it. Whole Foods, uh, Trader Joe's. Those are kind of our grocery stores around here. She'll look at the sale ads. We don't get crazy about bouncing from store to store. We mainly go to the Kroger that's right around the corner from us. Uh, that's our main grocery shopping place. And uh, she'll look at the sale ads. She'll develop a weekly menu on that. She'll develop the list. Then she'll go grocery shopping. And she she does a good job of not getting lured into you know something on sale. So she has to get it, etc. Now, uh, I don't know how the grocery stores are set up in your area, but our Kroger has this really cool thing where you can order everything on the app uh, and then you can drive up to Kroger, ring a bell, they come out, they put it in your car. You don't have any of the tempting throw stuff in your basket kind of thing. With kids, this is great because uh, she doesn't have to get kids out of the car. Uh, it's also great because it reduces the impulse purchases. So I know um, there's a fee associated, I think, with it. It's pretty nominal when you compared to the cost of putting one or two extra items in your cart. And so a lot of weeks she'll actually make the grocery list. Then she'll uh, do the pre-order online. She'll drive up, she'll get it. And we're not throwing extra random things into the cart and spending money on that. So I know that was a little all across the board, but I think the biggest thing is to take a deep breath, make sure you're getting what it is you really want to get. And when in doubt, plan rigid structures for yourself that you can't, you know, wiggle your way out of. What I like about this question, Courtney, is you specifically talked about the psychology, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna approach that uh, because that that's what you asked. So, but before I do that, I, I want to say let's not overthink this. So basically, um, you have a, a grocery amount in your budget that you have figured out. Hopefully, you have. You know, you've tracked for 30 days. You came up with an amount that you do spend. Maybe you changed it. You went lower, higher, whatever. You have a monthly amount that you are going to be spending against. Whether you use an envelope system like Daniel does or you just follow it and track it like I do, you have that amount. So, you know, whether you buy uh, 27 on-sale, you know, items that are whatever, you know, or you buy three or four items that you use every, I mean, you got to stay within your budget. So, I mean, again, I wouldn't overthink it too much. We are horrible, horrible uh, grocery shoppers in our, in our home. Now it works for us. So I would say, I, I'm only saying horrible because I'm sure if anybody looked into our uh, process by which we go to the grocery store daily. And I'm not even joking. Um, you would laugh because first of all, we live 
literally right across the street from a grocery store. It was one of the variables to consider when we were moving because I will often, if we are out of something, I don't go, oh, I'm out of eggs. Nope. I go across the street and I pick up a dozen eggs. And so that happens in our home a lot. Um, I might get up. I have forgotten that I was out of coffee. I get up at, you know, five in the morning and I look and there's no coffee. And I'm like, well, that stinks. And I'm not, you know, I'll go across the street if it's open or I'll wait till it's open. I'll get my coffee beans. I'll come right back. I mean, again, now I've had people say, well, Quint, the amount of money you're spending in gas is that you're right. I mean, I get it. It's my downfall. Uh, many times we'll be driving home. I'm just this, I'm, I, it's kind of like, uh, my excuse to not eat out every night, which I would do easily. Uh, cause I love to eat out. It's also one of my areas of weakness. Uh, but I, you know, text with the wife and say, Hey, what, what, what's for dinner? What, what are our thoughts? And we usually are like, well, we don't have any plans. Okay, no problem. I'll swing by the store. I go to the discount meat section. You know, maybe some pork chops are on sale. Oh, that'll you know pair well with some asparagus. Here's your meat order. Thanks, Sam. Well, so I spend fifteen, twenty dollars in some things that we're gonna eat that night. Uh, we go home, we cook it, and it's great. And I do that. I, I do that all the time. So I apply that to the budget. I don't overthink it. Getting back to the psychology, because you asked specifically. You know, there are things that you, that happen and ultimately you get sucked into deals. Maybe you didn't need them, et cetera. Just you recognizing that about yourself is is half the battle. So bravo to you for recognizing that right there. Uh, I think you can put in some guardrails. It really depends on, you know, is this creating a problem? Quantify it. Look back over the month uh, and see how much, you know, when you put it into your budget, tag it you know, highlight the cell or whatever, however you track your expenses, you know, put a, put a yellow or a red or something on it and say, okay, I really didn't need that. It cost me 10 bucks that I really didn't need. Uh, and then at the end of the month, look back, was it, was it five or $10 or was it $200? Again, I think then you can kind of gauge your litmus test of, wow, this is a problem. This is a psychological issue I need to conquer. There's a lot today with technology, a lot of ways to do that. If you don't up there have the opportunity, um, you know, to, to do click list, I, you're in the Wegmans country. Oh, gosh, I miss Wegmans. Uh, you're in Wegmans country, and I don't know if they have a click list. Probably not. They want you in the store. They want you to be buying all those goodness things. Um, so, you know, I think you just have to try anything and everything to see how you can hold yourself accountable. And and maybe have this, you know, have this thing, you know, hey, it's not what, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it right now. I don't need to stock up on this, that, and the other. Um, and and work, again, I hate to say it this way, but you're just going to have to work uh, in a disciplined fashion to try uh, harder. <laughs> I, I know that, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it, it does. I mean, it, it's I, I get this again. We do analogies regarding exercise, weight loss, et cetera. Somebody's like, you know, I just, the cupboards at night, you know, I get, I, I at nine o'clock at night, I go and I eat those snacks and I say, don't eat the snacks, you know, get them out of your house, remove them out of your house, you know, go to bed at eight o'clock, eight thirty, whatever. I mean, I know you, you know, it's sometimes easier said than done. A lot of times easier said than done, but I think you've recognized the problem. You've got to do whatever steps you can try to do to eliminate the problem. If there's a click list type thing, like we have at Kroger here, great. Uh, shop online, have, you know, go there, pick it up. I know Walmart across the board is doing that. Maybe you don't shop there. Maybe you do. I don't know, but you can go online. You can fill your cart. You can go there. They'll put it in your car. You don't have to be tempted by all those things. So I think you can try and find 
you know, these things. I would quantify it first. How much are you really spending? And is it really that big a deal? Is it $10, $20 a month? And it's like, eh, okay, no problem. And you'll eventually use those things, but you might not use them right away. Uh, if it's a bigger problem, then you got to take steps uh, to alleviate the problem for sure. Nonetheless, great question. I think for all of our listeners, here's the deal. You're not going to become perfect in all areas. You're just not. Um, last month, we blew over our grocery budget. Had to reduce other areas that we that we wanted to spend money in. You're in big trouble, mister. Had to reduce some entertainment. Both my wife and I had to, had to reduce our allowance because we were blowing over our grocery budget. We had some guests in town. We bought mo- many more groceries than we were used to. Uh, and so this happens. This is why budgeting is this is this. Uh, you know, flexible approach, but it's you understanding where you are at any given moment during the month, knowing where your money is so that ultimately you don't run out of money before you run out of month. That's the key. Sounds like you're doing that, Courtney. So bravo to you. And Derek will be sending you your $25 Amazon card, which you can use to blow on whatever you want, I guess. Right, Daniel? Find something on sale. There you go. Find something on sale. All right, thanks again for listening to the show. If you are new, first of all, make sure you go back and give us a five-star review. It's difficult to do. I went on the uh, iTunes platform the other day. Somebody was asking me specifically how to do it. You got to click on the actual show you're listening to. You got to scroll all the way down to the bottom, and then ultimately you got to click on the five-star and then write a review. We really encourage you. We'd love for you to do that. That would be very helpful. It helps the algorithms within the podcasting world to get the podcast out there. We are landing on the top five of budgeting and personal finance, both in iTunes, Spotify. It's growing by leaps and bounds. We've got some exciting things going on, things we're going to be doing on Instagram, etc. So it's very exciting to see where this podcast is going. And it's you. It's your help. We, we're not you know, promoting this in any other place. So you guys, the tribe of the DIY money uh, is really out there promoting it. Tell your friends, rate the f- podcast, share it. I mean, we really appreciate that. Can't thank you enough. And uh, and again, um, you know, send in those questions if you're new to the show and you want the $25 Amazon gift card. Send us your voice memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Or hit us up on Insta, uh, DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very, very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.